Oprah Winfrey blew into Chicago from Baltimore in December 1983 when a dangerous cold wave plunged the Windy City temperatures to 23 degrees below zero. She had arrived to host a local daytime talk show, and on January 2nd, 1984, she introduced all 233 pounds of herself to the city by marching in her very own parade, arranged by WLS-TV. She wore one of her five fur coats, a jerry curl, and what she called her Big Mama earrings. Waving to people along State Street, she yelled, Hi, I'm Oprah Winfrey. I'm the new host of AM Chicago, Miss Negro on the air. She was a big one-woman carnival full of yee-haw, whoopee, and hallelujah. I thought WLS was crazy when I heard they had hired an African-American woman to host the morning show in the most racially divided city in America for their audience of suburban white stay-at-home moms, said Bill Zwecker of the Chicago Sun-Times. Happily, I was wrong. Chicago was in for a lollapalooza of a ride. During Oprah's first week, her local morning show trounced the nationally syndicated Donahue show in the ratings. And within a year, Phil Donahue, the master of talk show television, was packing his bags for New York City. Oprah continued her ratings route, and having forced him to change his locale, she now compelled him to change his time slot so as not to compete with her. By then, she was on the verge of becoming nationally syndicated herself, having received a $1 million signing bonus when the Oprah Winfrey Show was sold in 138 markets. During that first year, she became such an immediate sensation that she appeared on The Tonight Show, won two local Emmys, and was poised to make her movie debut in The Color Purple. Her discovery for the role of Sophia in that film had brought her a Cinderella following and would later reward her with Golden Globe and Oscar nominations for Best Supporting Actress. I was just like Lana Turner at the soda fountain. Only a different color, Oprah joked, telling the story of how Quincy Jones in Chicago on Business had seen her on television one morning and called Steven Spielberg to say he had found the perfect person to play Sophia. She is so fine, said Jones. Fat and feisty, very feisty. Oprah spent the summer of 1985 filming the movie, which she later recalled as the happiest time of her life. The color purple was the first time I ever remember being in a family of people where I truly felt loved. When people genuinely see your soul and love your soul, when they love you for who you are and what you have to give. By that time, she felt she was on the cusp of the kind of success she had always dreamed of for herself. I was destined for great things, she said. I'm Diana Ross and Tina Turner and Maya Angelou. Brimming with confidence, she told Steven Spielberg he should put her name on theater marquees and her face on the film's posters. I am probably the most popular person in Chicago, she said. When Spielberg demurred, 
saying it was not in her contract, she chided him for making a big mistake. You wait. You'll see. I'm going national. I'm going to be huge. Spielberg did not change his mind, and Oprah did not forget. When she became as huge as she had predicted, he became a weed in her garden of grudges. She recounted their conversation 13 years later in a 1998 interview with Vogue. I'm going to be on TV, and people are going to, like, know me. And Stephen said, Really? And I said, You might want to put my name on that poster for the movie. He said, No, can't do that. And I say, But I think I'm really going to be kind of famous. Which is my favorite I told you so, Stephen. You should have put my name on the poster. A week before the movie's premiere... Oprah decided to do a show on rape, incest, and sexual molestation. When management balked, she said she was going to be seen on the big screen in a few days in a film about the subject, so why not explore it first for her local audience? The station agreed, reluctantly at first, and then ran announcements asking for volunteers to talk about their sexual abuse on the air. This particular show became Oprah's signature program, A Victim Who Triumphs Over Adversity, and the start of the Oprah Winfrey phenomenon. No one realized it at the time, but that show would elevate her to national prominence and eventually make her a champion for victims of sexual abuse. During that program, she introduced a new kind of television, that plunged her viewers into two decades of muddy lows and starry highs. In the process, she became the world's first black female billionaire and a cultural icon of near-saintly status. I am the instrument of God, she said at various times along the way. I am his messenger. My show is my ministry.